0: Say, Father, I believe you're listening. I believe you're moving. But as you move, Father, just give me doves out of hands. A place where I can never be distracted from worshiping you. A place that will bring me peace and joy place just for about five minutes a day where I'm able to just shut out all of the crazy things that life is just bringing my way. So Father, just for the next few moments, Father, close us in your presence and cause us to just focus in on this, this magnificent word that you're getting ready to deliver, Father. A word that is going set us free, a word that is going to unite us a word, revelant word of God that will bring peace and understanding to, why we've been called to do what we've been called to do, yet we still face the tumultuous storms, the difficulties of life, so Father we just simply just lift our hands and just declare that you're listening. the next few minutes just just wave your hand And we pray for the Congress, O God. We pray for the Supreme Court Justices, O God, over every state, Father, over every governor, every city mayor, over our police chiefs, and our firemen, O God, all of those that are serving, O God, our military, O God, we ask so oh God that You cover us O oh God, and not just here in America. But cover every leader throughout this entire world. Father, Your desire is that we all be drawn to You. Your desire is that mankind would operate out of the spirit of unity and the spirit of love. Father, when you created us, you created us to love all mankind. Father, when you created us, you created us with different creeds different genres and ethnicities, O oh God, but your heart was for all mankind to love one another, O oh God. So, Father, speak to us today, O oh God. Cause us to value the broken pieces of our lives and our ministry. God, the things that we've done in life cause us to see hope. I need somebody to say it. the devil is a liar. I just need somebody to say he's a liar. Come to say it's all lies. We will walk. prepare this word today, now speak through us. I decree so that you will increase, so have all of me now. Every word that proceedeth out of my mouth, let it be what you want to be said in this house today and in this place today. Bless our mayor and our council councilwomen that are in place over this city, oh God, and everyone that has the ability to make change. Amen. Right. Speak to their hearts right now in Jesus' name. Let them see the need of the people and not the need of what they really believe we should have. Let them see the need of the people. Let the people, let the need of the people be the most important thing, Father. You've always been concerned about the need of mankind. And every leader that you set in place, you Set a leader in place to be concerned and to warn us that God is always concerned about mankind. That's your heart's desire. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, it is my strength, my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As you go right to the book of Matthew, chapter number 14. Chapter number 14, starting at verse number 13 in the book of Psalms. You don't have to go there, but I'm just going to quote it in the book of Psalms, the division of Psalms chapter, the vision of Psalms 133. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Verse number 13 in chapter number 14 of Matthew. Now, when Jesus heard about John, he withdrew from there in a boat to a secluded place by himself. And when the people heard of this, they followed him on foot from the cities. When he went ashore, he saw a very large crowd and felt compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said that this place is desolate. And the hour is already late, so send the crowds away. that They may go into their own villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. He said to him, we only have five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me, ordering the people to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves, the two fish, and looking up towards heaven, he blessed the food, breaking the loaves. And he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Verse number 20, and they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up what was left over of the broken pieces 12 full baskets and there were about 5,000 men who ate beside them. I, I want you to go back right to verse number verse number 15. When it was evening the disciples came and said this place is desolate and the hour is already late Jesus. So send the crowds away that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. I want you to hear it again. And I want you to put yourself in the scripture because I believe that in this dispensational time that this text represents every believer that is walking with the Father today. The Father today. And when it was evening, the disciples came and said this place is desolate and the hour is already late so send the crowds away that they may go into their villages for food did y'all hear what would what, what, These are the disciples that are walking with Jesus. if we ought to break the text down and and bring it nearer and draw it nearer to you as we go into this. I, I simply want to talk about today blessed, broken, and given away. I'm going to say it again. Blessed, broken, and given away. Blessed, broken. I'm blessed. I've been broken and now I'm given away. When we look at the top of the text, uh, uh, we can see that John the Baptist uh, has been beheaded and disciples has just buried their dear comrade, they're hurting their grief in Jesus. His loved one, his brother, his friend, the person that would take him under the water and anoint him and release him for the greatest part of his ministry in his life has just lost his life. He takes his disciples and himself and they get on a boat and they draw off unto a secluded place and they're going there for some time. Because number one, they're grieving. Can I give it to you? There, the are the three things that are taking place in the text. Uh, number one, Jesus and the disciples are grieving. Can you admit right now that each and every one of us have went through a moment where we've been grieving? But you're still in ministry. Uh, you're still being drawn to do some things in your life, but uh, you've lost some things. You've been through some things, but you're grieving right now. And uh, they were grieving and. In the midst of their grieving, Jesus gets off of the boat, and not understanding, the disciples look around and everybody looks around and who's there? A multitude of unexpected people. I'm hurting right now. My church is hurting right now. Talking to pastors right now, people are not tithing right now. People are broken right now, not coming to church, and even though it's cold outside, people decide to stay at home, and all of the things that are going on in and through our lives, and my leaders seem to be stressed, and ministry stressed, family's stressed and money's not right, and my marriage is not right, my children's not right, I, I got a bad report from the doctor and, and I'm trying to get away to mind my own business. I, I'm trying to get away but, but out of nowhere the crowd show up at an unexpected moment in my life. At an unexpected moment. My life, and Jesus looks out and he sees the multitudes, and immediately he feels compassion for them, and he heals the sick. But when evening came, when when evening came, the disciples begin to say, "Can you just send them away? (laughs) Can you just give us a break?" (laughs) We're supposed to be getting away to rest, and we've already healed people, and you've already done this, and we've been on a long ministry ride and a ministry tour, and we're tired, and and, and, and now we have to work again. Have you ever been in a place where you thought you were going to get a break, and you thought you were going to get out of this storm? Amen. On them. Not only does he heal them, but then another problem arises in the story. Another problem arises in the text. And now we see the disciples saying, This place, Jesus, is desolate. There's nothing to do here. There's nothing to make out of food here. And, and we've got all of these people asking us for some." Uh, 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 some food, some food in a desolate place. You yourself are broken. You yourself are grieving. You yourself are the appointed and the assigned leader and you're grieving over the loss of a loved one. You're grieving over the loss of a job. You're grieving over the loss of something that has happened in your life that you were not expecting to happen and you want your time and you just want to get away. You don't want You don't want to lift your hands. talking about the church. How many people are we turning away because we're tired? How many people are you turning away because you don't want to answer your phone? It's not their fault that you lost somebody in your life. It's not their fault that you're going through. It's not their fault that you're in distress and turmoil. They're looking for somebody that's going to feed them, to have compassion for them, to heal them of their sick disease, they're looking for an answer, and you are the only answer that they have, but I don't have it in my hands, my God, can I tell you again, I I don't have what they need. That's what you say, my God. You got everything that you need. It's just that your problem now has become too big for you and you're not able to see through the problem. Can I bring it here? Jesus says, Don't send them away, feed them. You got to be crazy, Pastor Claudius. You're talking about feed them. My brother just died, and you're talking about. Feed them. My mama just passed away. I, I, I just lost my job. I, I don't even have money to buy myself food. All I have is a little. And you telling me to feed them? Feed them how? How am I going to feed them? Why can't you just send them away? Why can't you minister to me right now? I'm important. What about my need? What about how I feel? What about what I'm going through? What about what I need right now? Will you just give me the opportunity? to have some me time. Can somebody just lift your hands and say sometimes you got to say time out to me time and take care of the multitudes. The the multitudes. If you really want to have the heart of God you got to ask God when should you schedule some me time because you never know when God's going to put you in a deserted area. You never know when God's going to put you in a desolate place while you're free while you're going through and he commands you to minister to the multitudes. He commands you to feed the multitudes. So you got to be ready and prepared. Yeah, come on, let's, 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 let's look at it. He says feed them. See, when it's all about you, you only think about what you have in your hand. So that's, that's what's wrong with our country right now. We're only thinking about what's good for us. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to stay out of the way. I'm going to let other people take care of that. But we're only thinking about what we can keep in our hands. We're not thinking about what we can give away. My God, we're trying to get it all back. When God sack hey, I don't want you to get it all back. I want you to keep giving as you've been giving. That's why I bless the country. Because you've been a country that has given out of your need. trying to get it all back. I need you to keep on giving. I need you to keep on pressing. I need you to keep on serving me. But I'm grieving. I'm hurt. Uh, this thing don't feel good. Do you, do you think it felt good for Jesus to lose his strength? Come on, let's just Let's just bring it home. Jesus has lost his loved one. He's lost somebody that he loved the most. But now he still has to go out and take care of other people. He doesn't have time for himself. But when you understand that God has called you, your time never belongs to you anyway. Can you hear me? The disciple says we... We, we only have, we, we we only have five loaves and, and two fish, that's, that's all we got, that's that's all we got. Can, can I give it to you? Worship is the best place that you can just be transparent with God and just simply tell the truth, I don't have what you're telling me to give, I, I, I don't have it all, I, I need you to give me some clarity on this, there are multitudes out here and you're telling me to feed them, that sense, but faith never makes sense, my God, faith doesn't have sense, it just has a crazy idea that will prosper you, but if you never step out in faith, you'll never see how crazy God can multiply in your life, I believe that in the city of Bedford, that God is looking for some people that don't have much in their hands. It's a good thing, it's not a bad thing. Uh, to say that you don't have it, uh, it's not a bad thing. Uh, it's a good thing because God likes it when you say it's impossible. Can Can I say it again? God enjoys when you make something seem impossible. It's not impossible, but you've just made it seem impossible. And because he's daddy, and because he loves you, he says, wait a minute, I need to show my babies Good I need to show what I can do. I need to show how I, I can change. Her. this little in the much he said and put it in my hand. And he orders the people to sit down. And so now he takes the five loaves. And he takes the two fish. He looks up towards heaven, my God. And he begins. See, you gotta understand that before it happens in the natural, that you've got to look towards heaven. And you gotta break the principality of doubt over the air. You gotta break the principality of unbelief over the airwaves. He holds the bread up, my God. He blesses the bread. He speaks well of the bread. He gives a a sermon about the bread in his own way. And I don't know what he was saying, but I could believe that if I had the chance to be Jesus, I would have taken the bread and I would have held the bread up and I would have said, Father, in Jesus' name, be our provider. As you provided for my mother, as you provided for my father, as you did it for Abraham. I need you to make a miracle out of this bread. There are some people that are in need of bread right now. And you put it in my hands. So multiply the bread. And so he blesses the bread. I'm blessed. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed coming in and out. You're blessed in your ministry. Blessed in your home. He he blesses the provision, my God. You've been blessed to succeed. You've been blessed to do everything that God has called you to do. You've got to understand that you are blessed. Hallelujah. I need somebody to lift their hands and say that my hands have already been blessed to to do the work of God. My hands have already been blessed to to speak multiplication. He broke it, my God, He, he broke it, my God. He understood that if I keep the bread whole, then it's going to limit how many people can be a part of the miracle. So I gotta break the bread. His body was broken, can I say it again? His body was broken so that you and I would have redemption, so that you and I would be the partakers, the reflection, the miracle he broke the bread, blessed, broken. God bless you to get the job, but then He breaks you when He gives you the job. Can I, can I get it to you like this? I, I'm almost done. He he blesses you with the bread, hallelujah. You've already been blessed, you don't have to ask him to bless you no more. But then he breaks you before you show up for the first day at your job. He breaks you, my God, what are you talking about? He breaks you in half, my God. You lose everything that you got. You start going through in your marriage. You start going through in your church ministry. You start going through in your business. God is breaking you, he's blessed you, but now he breaks you for ministry, he breaks you for the anointing, he breaks you for the journey, he breaks you for the process, not understanding that when you get to the job that he's blessed you to have, you're now going to have to deal with everything devil in hell that's coming after you. They're gonna come after your mind. They're gonna come after your salvation. He breaks you and he allows you to stand in the middle of a broken blessing. My God, my God. Hey, 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 hey. Y'all hearing it right now. Huh? See this lesson is just not for the people, but I believe that this is a leadership lesson. Leaders need to learn how to serve in every capacity. He blesses the bread. He breaks the bread. And then he turns around and he says, now you give it away. You got to be kidding me. I lose my friend. We get on the boat. You take me to some desolate place. Now you got some compassion on some other people. I'm still hurting, I'm still grieving, and I give you my last, you bless it, you break it, you give it back to me, and then you make me serve out of my brokenness. I'm talking to the city of effort right now, we gotta start serving out of our brokenness, uh, we gotta start serving out of the broken areas of our life, uh, you ain't got it all. Together. you ain't got it all together, you're broken, you're broken, you're hurting, if you're really doing the work of God, people that have really done the work of God, you know what it is to be broken, broken means that I show up to church, and I serve God with everything that I have, and I walk out the door, and before I get in my car, I'm crying because I'm broken, my family's jacked up, but every family I pray for is getting saved. But every family I pray for Is coming out of death I'm still in death I'm still sick But everybody I pray for Is God a human What about me? What about me? He blessed the bread He broke the bread And then he gave it back to them Now can I give you this revelation? He gave it back to them The way that they gave it to him Just, when they got it back in their hands, it was broken and not whole. Did y'all hear it? He didn't put it back in their hands, whole. He put it back in their hands, broken. Which is symbolic for himself. One day, I'm going to have to break myself so that I can endure the cross but I'm going to be the reflection of what brokenness looks like. I am going to take broken spirit. And he says, now I need you to go and serve. Yes. See, we're thinking that Jesus. Can I, and I know Pastor Paul, I know this is theologically incorrect. But, but, but when I'm looking at the text, it says Jesus feeds the 5,000. I never see where Jesus fed the 5,000. See sometimes you give Jesus the credit for a miracle that you yourself created. Jesus only created the miracle above your head. He defeated the principality of lack in the air. But now he puts it back in your hand. Because when God created you, let's go all the way back to the first mention. He says you're already blessed. And and your field to multiply. Y'all hear what I'm saying multiply. It's it's, it's in my hands. It's it's in my hands. It's in my hands. I'm broken. I'm broken. But when you start feeding people and when you start giving what's been broken in your life, what you gave to God was whole. But when he gave it back to you, it was broken. And when you you start feeding people and you start feeding people and you start feeding people and you start feeding people it begins to multiply. It begins to multiply. It begins to multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply. And multiply, and multiply. But because the church doesn't understand its anointing. You wait on Jesus to feed them and he says, you feed them. Because there's power in my hands. Oh, you got it? There's power in your hands. Well, When you get what's broken, God has to multiply it back to you and not only to you, but he's going to multiply it to those that didn't have enough anyway, my God, because they sold up hungry. At the end of the story, it says that when they all ate about 5,000 men, not including the women and the children That means that there were more than five thousand, so that they all ate and were satisfied. When the community begins to feed the people, the people will tell you when they had enough. They'll lift their hands and say, "We got enough. We're we're satisfied." We. We don't need to eat anymore. We, we don't need no more legislation passed. We're, we're good right now. Our school systems are good right now. Our, 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 our levees are good right now. Our, our, our churches are good right now. Our housing is good right now. Murder's not taking place in the neighborhoods no more. Drunken driving's not taking place anymore. Drug addiction has disappeared, y'all hear? Divorce has disappeared. we got fathers back in the home. important in the city of Bedford in the city of Oakwood in the city of Maple Heights Garfield. y'all ain't hear what I'm saying because you're not used to a preacher sitting here telling you that it's in your hands to multiply the disciples were still broken